I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Welcome back to an Omnia Paratus. I'm Jay with my co-host Angela. And today, in part of our Greek Life series, we have a very special guest. My big, the original Wonder Woman, the Greek goddess on Earth herself, Megan. Hi, everyone. Oh my God. <laughs> As we can see by this and then my intro when Ellie was on here, we have a bit of an obsession. Because I said like Greek, not in terms of the goddess terms, but like that too. We have quite an Thanks. obsession with our lovely big sisses. I'll take it. All about it. Well, I mean, as we were thinking about what we wanted to discuss with you in terms of Greek life, like I went through and I just made the list of everything that you did both in chapter and just in college in general. And you really did it all. Like you had the like quintessential college slash Greek life experience based off of based off of everything that you threw yourself into. Like you had multiple internships, you had multiple jobs, you went to almost every single event that we had, you held positions in chapter. So listeners, that's why we've invited Megan here today to talk to you about the good, the bad, the stressful of what life can be and how to just make the best of it. Here, here. So the first question that we asked all of our sorority sisters is what made you want to join a sorority and then particularly what made you join the sorority we're in yeah so my sister who's two years older than me so she joined a sorority when she went to college and so I got to hear a lot about her experiences uh, once joining so I was definitely biased because of uh, her already being in a sorority and her wanting me to join the same sorority so I remember the summer before school started she was teaching me all the different sorority chance already and so it was like all right I I know all of these and the school I'm going to has this organization so it was kind of a no-brainer for me I definitely think it was lucky that you and your sister were able to find your home in the same chapter because as we've discussed a lot of times I remember when I came home from winter break after joining our sorority someone came up to me who went to a different school they're like oh, like, you're known for cocaine here. Like, you guys throw the good cocaine parties. And I was like, oh, no, like, there is that, like, there is that, like, a national thing. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not me. That's, like, you know me. Like, that's not what I would have gone for. That's not who I was. So I think it was fortunate that you and your sister were both able to find homes that matched your values on different campuses. Because I know that's not always the case. Yeah, no, we we definitely joked about that where I said something like, oh, what if they're, you know, really crazy or you know, just really like slutty or something, which obviously not not wanting to slut shame anyone. But uh, she essentially said, well, guess you have to be a slut then. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so turns out that was, that was not the case. We were very <laughs> nice girls, but. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so because your sister was already a part of our organization, that technically made you a legacy going in through recruitment. Do you feel like, did you know what a legacy was beforehand? So not really. My understanding was just that, oh, because of my sister, I kind of have like a one up. I think the way legacy, the term is kind of used and how that process looks today was very different from Mm -hmm. when I first joined where it essentially it did feel like if I was interested in the organization I I basically was a shoo-in which is a very strange feeling but also a huge ego boost (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yeah just the whole process was interesting I had multiple girls trying to talk to me each day where it was kind of overwhelming but I also really enjoyed it so I I kind of had that into even like the big little and then it trickled Mm -hmm. after that so is I think because of that I had a very different experience than than other girls and I don't know if they were all genuine because it was like oh legacy but but yeah I would say it was neat to kind of already have that insight of the organization going in so I kind of knew what to expect so one actually example that I can think of uh, was I remember some of the older girls in chapter would be like oh you know part of the process for you to initiate is you have to eat a beta fish and I remember girls like in my initiation class like oh my gosh like no way and I was like they can't report us to do that like that's easy <laughs> so I shut it down immediately and I'm pretty sure I've thrown some bridges but 
I, I just like I was just so ego like I know that's wrong like good try so I thought that was kind of funny but I mean that's better than what we were told was we had to there was a large mountain near our university and mm-hmm. we were told we had to or had to hike up At naked in our underwear oh, yeah or naked yeah that was our big thing when people I don't understand why people were so concerned like of what we were told we had to wear they like a lot of girls were confused like don't you it was like wear wear discreet undergarments is what we were told and mm-hmm. I was like I already had that because I own white dresses so I'm like mm-hmm. what 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 is this big deal but some girls were freaking out like what does this mean like what are they gonna have us do with like yeah. I don't know but I don't think well I think it's one of those things especially like when you think about it logically like it kind of makes sense and you can infer what is going to happen but when you're in the moment and it's very sensationalized and you're actually leading up to said events it's just like oh my god it it matters what underwear I wear what's going on what's gonna happen yeah I definitely remember some recruitments I was always that one person like oh white dresses I don't own anything white white oh my god I I remember so certain years for recruitment we were required to wear white dresses for the theme of whatever we had going on and I remember during our recruitment prep week you always go and bring your dress in so we can make sure it's like everyone's within the same color family like as closely as possible and it's an appropriate dress for the event we're holding Mm -hmm. and there would be times where girls would wear dresses and they were already a little bit see-through and then once you could see through what was underneath it was like oh you forgot today we were trying on those dresses Mm -hmm. i was always prepared our one of our advisors always appreciated me because i always had the right undergarments i'm like you couldn't (laughs) see anything i could sit on the floor Mm -hmm. all the good things I'm pretty sure I borrowed a slip from my big. She's like, how do you not have white undergarments? I was like, they're not cute. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. I think I said the same thing every single recruitment. (laughs) I always had to go run out the week before and buy something white or nude. Because I'm just like, this isn't practical. It's not cute. It's not getting me anywhere. (laughs) The very young thought process of of past makeup. I know. And now every time I buy new underwear, I'm like, three pairs of nude. Done. I mean, I still don't have that many pairs. (laughs) I still limit myself. (laughs) I have my cream recruitment dress in my closet. And I'm like, I still don't have anything to wear with this. (laughs) (laughs) So haven't worn it since oh my goodness well past the recruitment process once you're actually in chapter you know you actually you held a ton of positions within our our cmt which is our chapter management board which i'm not sure is a universal term but generally you join an organization there's a governing body of about 15 to 20 women who hold different positions and will help to guide chapter processes throughout the year and big you held three I think so. I was director of scholarship, honor board, VP, honor board. Is that what it was called? You were on honor board, but that was separate. And then oh, social standards. Social direct or VP social standards was it. And then you were on honor board because of that. And then I held COB. So yeah, I guess only three. You were on honor board by way of your position, but honor board to me, I always looked at as something different because you could be on honor board without holding a position mm-hmm. as well. Right. Okay, got it. Yeah, so three or four. Yeah, I, I guess I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way in the best way possible <laughs> did you have a favorite position amongst them thousand percent uh i would say vp social standards because that's basically what i do today for my job in hr so i loved it just every aspect kind of being able to see the behind the scenes of chapter and kind of all the nitty gritty mm-hmm. but then being able to also solve those problems that came up so i thought that was really fun didn't love director scholarship i it just wasn't something i was passionate about so it's like mm-hmm. ugh, like getting girls in trouble for like not going to the library and studying so I, it just wasn't fun for me mm-hmm. and in terms that we've already spoken about in other episodes social standards would be similar to a risk management from a fraternity perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you go to a little bit more about social standards? Because you dealt with a lot of for not only kind of the day to day things with girls and things such as social media, but then when it came to liquor licenses and contracts for our bigger events as well. I think that was more whoever held the position of putting all of the socials the together. Yeah, so I didn't actually deal with contracts. But a lot of my day to day in the position was being that liaison between our chapter and then executive offices. So I was taking mm-hmm. a lot of like meeting notes. Um, and going over like everything that happened in honor board, making sure that everything we did and all of our suggestions were kosher. So mm-hmm. um, like sending all of that over, getting the approval that it was appropriate 
um, like resolution to whatever came up. So a, a lot of documenting the incidents. Good times. Like you must have just had like all the secrets. I, I loved Her it. Her hair is full of secrets. <laughs> That's why my hair is so big. It's full of secrets. No, I, I loved like having the in and I joke about this a lot with like friends from high school. It's like I was always the last person to find out anything going on or it's like, oh, there's a really big secret I have about so-and-so, but I can't tell you. It's like, that's fine. I'll find out in a week when everyone else knows. Like, <laughs> and so I think deep down because I was repressed in that way of not knowing secrets, I'm like, give me all of the secrets. You can't hide from me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know one of the things when holding a position such as social standards, because our friend Stell, who was on as well, held that. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit at times for her, I know, a bit isolating from some of the sisters because it was being more, you are a sister, but you also do have responsibility to executive offices and then the chapter and then the region also. Did you experience any of that when you held it? Honestly, if I did, I was oblivious. I was so in my own world that I didn't pay attention. And I think I hung out with my family in Greek life a lot. So I never felt that from any of them. So if it was other girls in chapter kind of shying away from me, I didn't think twice. (laughs) <laughs> so I guess that was kind of their own thing. But I, I can definitely see how it is. I've actually experienced that kind of in the adult world more than in college, which was crazy weird. There was this individual that I was fairly close with um, at my first company. Uh, I had started in customer service and moved to HR. And so when I was going through that process, they told me, oh, because you're moving into this position, I can no longer talk to you because you'll know too much. And I was like, you're joking, right? But then they stopped talking to me. I was like, this makes absolutely no sense. Oh, I'm still a person. You can separate who I am as Megan and then my, you know, my career. So I thought that was a very strange, you know, I, yeah, it still baffles me today. Like, I know that definitely when you're out in the world working, particularly in certain industries, like it does make sense to have a bit of a separation between like who your coworkers are and who your friends are. But like, if you've already started out in a position where you're friends, you have to be able to differentiate between, okay, this is the time when I'm talking to my friend and this is the time when I'm talking to someone who I work with. Right. And you can have both of those things exist within one person. Right. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, like heaven forbid if, you know, I, I haven't had to, thank goodness, but lay someone off or, or someone. Like I know plenty of people who've been in that situation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a business decision. I can't say the word decision. Um, you know, it's, it's not me firing you. It's, you know, the business doing this. And unfortunately, like you're stuck with that, that role of happiness to let someone go so I know people who have had to let their friends go and things like that but it hasn't ruined the relationship and which I think is fantastic I don't think it should like it it's not a personal attack it shouldn't be viewed that way and for those who do I know with my friends and family who run companies or who are higher up in companies when something like that has happened like person says something that is definitely an HR violation or something they're like person who makes the error of judgment to say they I have an obligation to report or to write up or to say this because it's not about your incident or your life anymore because it has to do with your position in this company and what it can affect everyone else right you told anyone else it still would have had to happen you just happened to tell me because you felt more comfortable Mm -hmm. but that's the line you just shouldn't have crossed period at work Right. But you did mention you like to spend a lot of time with your family line. We haven't fully elaborated on this, frankly, because I think both of us would rant on and on too much. I think you could do this much more succinctly. Can you kind of explain a family line, how it comes about, kind of the different pieces? I know when I used to use the term grand and big for a while, people would look at me really funny. (sighs) Yeah, so uh, similar to, you know, a a typical family line, you have your, I guess, mom, dad, brother, sister, so on and so forth, your immediate family, secondary family. So obviously, there's no mom and dad in this situation. (laughs) But from the the sisterhood aspect, it's like the family line was you would just pick up. So you'd have your big, which is, I guess, essentially like the parental figure. And then it would go down to twins if there was multiple in line or like your little and then grand littles, great grand littles, so on and so forth. And then up the scale too so great grand big grand big whatever else essentially that's the family line but I remember ours we were the royal family and we were massive <laughs> there, there 
too many of us. <laughs> I think we were like a like quarter of chapter when yeah. we joined you guys yeah. were. Yeah. So I remember my first year, we would always do family dinners and they'd be huge and so much fun. Mm-hmm. But then I think we just grew too much that we, we didn't really do it after that. And then it moved into like the immediate family. And so those were all of the gatherings going forward. But no, oh, it was it was a great time. And I mean, if you think about it too, our immediate family was still about 12 people. <laughs> yeah. So you're a triplet, which means that your big has three littles. Mm-hmm. I'm a triplet because you had one before me. And then mm-hmm. you actually, with along with me, you picked up my twin at the yeah. same time. So but you call both your twin. Yeah, mm-hmm. both twin. Because triplet is a mouthful. We Let's be real. Yeah. But funny enough, you all were in the same grade too. So I that know. worked out. <laughs> Well, it's actually, it's really funny. In our in our first Greek life episode, I talk about how I met your first little, my mm. twin, and how she really tried to sell me on, but also just wanted to like leave me the space to find my place in another organization if possible. But I apparently like just liked what she presented to me so much. I just moved in and, you know, stole her life egg mm. and her family. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, mission accomplished. Here we are. <laughs> but I think it's to show that you didn't really know. I almost said our letters. It's really hard. It, this Doing this whole series was my fault of wanting to talk about Greek life, but then also not naming anything relevant to our particular organization. Mm-hmm. Slip, I slip a lot. <laughs> I think that shows, like we always say, from the member side of the process of fall in love with the people and then you fall in love with the organization because you really like this girl, not too creepily, but like kind of. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just who you are. But you really like her and her values and where she who she was as a person then you're like oh when you meet those people that's how I felt the day I met my big Allie because we can say her name I don't know all other like hundred girls in this room but if they like her and I like her I will find my people within this group yeah no absolutely during rut in our shorties room I felt most comfortable and I mean maybe it was because of all the attention but it was like I felt like I had the most genuine conversations where I remember there was there was one room it, it started to become like faith-based and I was like I never said I was religious like this, oh, this isn't oh. comfortable for me um and wait then, I'll cut this out but which house was it oh interesting yeah yeah and I was like this is weird <laughs> I do I do actually remember a lot of their members going to church together oh, oh okay Oh, did, oh, wow. Did not have that experience with them. I knew them. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think I know this. <laughs> I think depending on the year. Wait, this is a slight sidetrack. I don't remember if I know the story. Megan, how did you meet your big? Was it during recruitment? Like, when did you connect? She kind of sought you out, if I recall. She a thousand percent sought me out. Like, after I was her big, I don't even know. It was like a weird, maybe we we're having like a heart-to-heart or I don't know, maybe it was an argument, something. But <laughs> she, she, she basically told me, she's like, oh, yeah, I only wanted you as a little because you were a legacy. I was like, Damn. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously we have a fantastic relationship, but I was like, like that's wild. Like, thanks, but ouch. <laughs> Well, I mean, it truly is crazy when you think about it, because particularly at our school, based off of our quarter system, we go from new member bid day to big little relationship reveal very quickly. I think they've extended it. They have extended it. Some years they have like gone to four to, it's either between weeks four to six, which is still in an ideal situation. Not all end up like this. Your big is your mentor through your years left in college mm-hmm. and ideally beyond college that's a lot of com- I, I'm not gonna pick a husband in three to four weeks why mm-hmm. am I picking this like f- it's also you're picking Unless a friend you're a bachelorette it's true yeah but it's like picking someone it's like I have to- granted I met Allie one day and I was like her like I don't know I I want to be whatever kind of friends whatever with her and fortunately it's worked out and continues to but and they tell also they tell you don't do what I did like I would also tell new members and they like I hated it because we give the full spiel of like meet everyone find your person like even if they have littles don't worry about it like we give this big spiel and then they're like Jay how did I'm like no don't ask me because I did the thing you're not supposed to do like I picked my chapter because I wanted to be friends with her like don't do what I did I'm a bad example no I know I actually went back the year after I graduated and was there when the 
new members were picking their bigs. And so usually they invite some alum back to talk about what the process is like to help put everyone at ease. And I think I definitely freaked them out a little bit more. And I meant to calm them down because I was telling them, yeah, like I met my big maybe four days before I was supposed to pick. Like she was my blue sis and we didn't have a lot, lot of time to hang out. So we did that. But then there were also two other girls that I really liked just as much as her. And then I didn't end up putting her as number one. So my big was my number three choice. And they all panicked and their faces were terrified. I'm like, no, I'm like, your number three isn't bad. I'm like, anyone who you're putting on your big list is someone who you should be over the moon to have. I was like, if I could, I would have ranked all five of these people number one. It just so happened that my big was number three. And I'm like, and that's okay. I don't think I realized I met you four days before. Yeah, because like we we'd heard about each other, mm-hmm. but we hadn't we hadn't just actually met yet. Hmm, okay. Fully know if this is true, but Megan, I think you might have been like the first or second person I talked to, and I remember your hair was just so curly. It was during recruitment because mm-hmm. your hair was just so <laughs> curly, and I was like, oh my goodness, this girl, her hair is so balancy. I didn't know like the whole you come it out, so I always looked like Shirley <laughs> Temple. Um. I've I've seen the photos. You were definitely rocking like a young Taylor Swift vibe with like the really you can pull it off though you definitely can pull it off I just remember seeing it I was like oh this girl really likes like the tight curls only curl I knew how to do had no other options. I know. My big also, I had a similar thing. I could cry during big little choosing because I couldn't decide my number one and number two. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was terrible. And then it was a thing of realizing that I'm picking four girls who I like. And also like, you're also choosing this based off a week of knowing someone for three weeks. And Mm -hmm. then they're supposed to lead you through college. Yeah. And And it's like, I feel where it gets really complex as well is because with that heightened sense of urgency, you feel like, oh no, if I don't pick this person, they're not going to be in my life. No, by virtue of being in the same organization, they're going to continue to be in your life and you're going to have a bond and you're going to be able to seek them out to do other things together anytime you want. I would say yes or no. I mean, maybe this is, but I I definitely, obviously the people on your your list are, are fantastic options, but I'd honestly think about it you know, who's going to be in your life if not your big. And it's like, could you see that from both sides? I definitely think that part of the list, it was like hard ranking and knowing how calls went. And I think that for me, I mean, I've talked that with Allie, making you all know, like, I knew people picked up twins. No one at the time, I don't know, Megan, before because you're a few years older, if anyone had picked up triplets in your collegiate time until my big had? Ooh, I honestly don't think so. I mean, I think especially later on, big level became a little more doable with more. But I remember my first second year, it was basically, you know, the the more things that you could provide to them like better kind of it was a very materialistic mind frame. Mm -hmm. I think that was also just kind of unfortunate because I knew some girls who if they felt like they couldn't afford it because it was so expensive, they would just opt out. Mm because it was a financial burden. And I know girls would drop hundreds. And it was like, this isn't sustainable for anyone. We're all in college. So that's when they started having the guidelines of, a, you know, here's the five things that are required. And then you can maybe have, you know, three or whatever more. But I think they also started providing like the, the price mm-hmm. limits for each day. Right, because for Reveal, they started doing the like crate and basket checks. Well, yeah. because I, I remember particularly, I'm sure we'll all know, someone who will remain nameless always made sure to emphasize you stuff more under the blanket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make it look, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, which is very nice, but you know, you want all girls to feel special and feel the same. So, because of what used to be the financial partner, no one had picked up triplets were unheard of. There were multiple girls, but there were two right. particular, there was, it was kind of like a triangle because one of them knew I really liked her and didn't tell me. I knew another girl who liked her. So, the three of us were kind of there were a few girls who the three of us were kind of circulating but like we all really wanted Allie and it was a thing of there no one had been some people had multiple littles but they'd been picked up different years like a twins and then picked up one more or as a senior picked up another senior but we were all first years at the time so picking up three first years had not been a thing and going back to kind of Angela's thing of joining as a second year I think joining as a second year you might know more girls in chapter you might have a better decision this is all the three of us knew in our first few weeks of college even this was a very heavy decision like who is going to be this mentor who walks me through college 
college and it's like shit like I have to pick correctly and then mm. not only that as trust the process they also have to pick you back and that mm. was like a very daunting thing moving away from home at 17 to have or no it was 18 at the time I just turned 18. At this time, that was like so precious and scary. Fortunately, I think things worked out. Allie being the masochist and lovely superhuman that she is, picked up three littles and made it work. And then that year, her big, so my grand big, also picked up three littles and ended up with four littles total. So they kind of re, they kind of reintroduced to the world of how to expand a family so much so that our family line actually broke off from the family they were a part of because we could self-sustain. Which brings us back to the lovely story nope. about how we um, met on bid day and you not were bid so day big little big how we met at big little reveal oh, and you <laughs> absolutely insisted that my family line was breaking off and gonna be this I new was family <laughs> i was 18 at the time <laughs> i was young and 18 so you get the 18 card pass as long as you get the concussion <laughs> card pass i get the 18 pass <laughs> we, we may have to look into this because it seems like the concussion pass might be a real thing Yes. I mean, fortunately, as we've had now both of our bigs on, Angela and I are still friends. We're still friends with a lot of the girls. We are fortunate that our situations worked out in our favor and we still are love to have these connections and get to see each other and get to still work on those relationships. But Megan, what would you say to someone who is not as fortunate and realize something like realize someone again, like also because of this, we're all we're all putting our representatives forward. We're all putting our best foot forward, the new members because we're just joined and then the actors because you all want to we all want to multiply. We all want to procreate in the Greek sense of like, get. we all want to have littles. <laughs> Everyone wants a little like it's a fear that you don't. It's a thing similarly to life how we judge people without kids like people without littles like were looked at differently in chapter it was a very like you're not wanted almost it was like a very strange yeah and so because of that everyone's putting their best foot forward but sometimes once the best foot comes away like once the relationship can go through ebbs and flows or sometimes they're always like oh you're not who I thought you were what would you say to a girl who realizes who is more estranged from her big or someone in a fraternity who might have realized they picked the wrong big or just kind of when that relationship isn't what they wanted to how to still I think show courtesy to that person but also build the relationships that they really want to get out of that organization yeah absolutely that's a good question I would say ultimately I mean, these are still girls in college. Honestly, I've never babysat. I've never been like that role model to anyone before um, for picking up my first little it's like I had no idea what I was getting into and and she idolized me like she's so precious and like <laughs> and like I, I, I made a lot of mistakes and like some I still gosh you know like and it, it did change our relationship I, I don't think it was necessarily oh, oh my god like we're still great friends but I think we do have a, a different relationship because of that and then when I picked up my other two levels like obviously I I kind of had that foundation now so I would just say like you're all young yes it's a a mentor but at the end of the day they're still human too so I mean you know if you are looking for something very specific have those conversations you know have those boundaries set or like if something you know goes wrong like absolutely talk through it so I know that's kind of hard when you're 18 19 and you're you're just like oh my gosh I get and so you talk to everyone else except that person like obviously I've I've done that too but it's just you know trying to, to humanize them a little bit versus like you know it's the end of the world and severing those ties. I know like we, Jay and I aren't particularly great at that because we put you and Allie on pedestal. Very high <laughs> pedestal. Well, as like we Special. talked about in like Allie's episode, I wanted, I picked her on day two when I met her and I was like, I want DG because I want Allie as my big. And then throughout my first year, she turned for a student senator and she was our yeah. representative in a thing. So it's like she was held up not only for me, but then like for chapter in a sense. And I'm an only child. So not having any sort of older sister, starting college when I was 17, moving to a different part of state, all of these things. I was looking for something that wasn't fair of any person within who is only two years older of me to provide, but that's what I needed and what I wanted. And I think that again, going back to the year you joined I think Angela still loves and had a bit of a god complex for her big but it might have not been as much because she had other tethers to other people to other organizations to other things Mm -hmm. I only had our sorority and within that I only wanted her to be my big like I had a list but it was that was what I wanted and frankly that hadn't happened I don't know what my experience been like and I think a lot of girls go in thinking like me and wanting that but don't get anyone on their list or everyone's gonna you're gonna get a big but you're not or doesn't have the opportunity to pick up but 
which we were both fortunately able to, all three of us were able to do as well. And I think that it's hard because we want to create all of this excitement about getting your big and finding that mentor and guiding you through. But at the same time, maybe we overdo it a bit because we're expecting too much from girls. I mean, at max, the seniors like, 24, 25, and that's if they don't start right out of Mm -hmm. high school, mostly 21 to 23. Mm -hmm. And then the freshmen are like 17 and 18, and then everything in between. It's like none of us are fully confident or qualified to do what title of a big sis is supposed to be. Right. And yet it's required and it's glorified within our organization. And I think it has its place and I think it's meant to happen, but I think we need to reframe everyone's expectations because there have been bigs who have gone and be like, oh my God, I love my little, and their little's like, whoa like they feel a bit smothered and they don't know how to talk to their big about it because they're like or bigs and littles who didn't pick each other and are now paired and it's like I don't know what to do because you know like I know you weren't on my list you know I was on your list we're sisters but it's not like once that relationship is set as a chapter we do much to foster that yeah I think it would have been a really great idea to have kind of like a seminar almost oh interested in picking up come join us and here's kind of the the do's and don'ts and kind of level setting those expectations. And I mean, even something like that for the new hires too, because it really is, you get all riled up. And then, you know, unfortunately, not everyone has those fantastic connections or it wasn't their first choice. And so mm-hmm. they're super bummed and they're like, well, why am I even in chapter anymore? And, you know, and it just spirals. So I think really level setting and trying to get both sides on board. Like, I think that would have probably helped a lot of experiences. One more before we transition to something else that I realized that's also really hot tough is that big little is before initiation and as Angela and I have discussed there's a bit a pretty big hefty financial commitment to make it to initiation which is a privilege to have but Mm -hmm. big little is before that so I know it's happened before where girls are so excited to pick up and pick up and put their heart and soul into their crafts into their baskets Mm -hmm. no matter what monetary value it is and then the girl drops and it's a thing of like I would be heartbroken if like you do all of that and I know friends who that happened to it's like they don't make it and some girls you can kind of tell when they're on the offense of initiating or not it's like I'm your big I don't want to not spoil you but if we're not gonna see this through it's hard yeah it's a it's a relationship you're like all right I, w- I want to see you make it but like also hey I you know wine and dined you a little bit like oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah like think so that actually happened to me and still had everything left over and some of it I did reuse for my little the next year but I made this with the intent of it going to someone else it feels disingenuous to give yeah so I was like some of it I was like I can't give this to you like this needs to go to someone else and they can give it I was like just because it doesn't feel like it has the right intent behind it including the supplies you need to craft along with the things you buy and letters I don't know anyone who spent less than $400 without an external craft supplies or a big who passed things down if you're starting from scratch I don't know anyone who spent less than 400 that sounds about right. Like letters to, so you'd have to buy the matching set, one for yourself mm-hmm. and one for your little. That would easily be 120 bucks there. Then everything else on top of that. And then the cap and then the paddle crafting. Paddle is at least like 40, 50 bucks. <laughs> so if you don't have any crafting supplies yourself and like you need to buy like a glue gun or paint brushes, paper, all of the little like knickknacks that might go onto it. Or if you want to do it all by hand, like that's acrylic paint or something like that, which Mm -hmm. gets really expensive. Angela, I don't know if you had this experience during our paddle exchange, but I remember that me and my triplet coordinated time with our grand between the three of us seeing her, but then also Allie going over there because obviously we couldn't see what Allie was doing. So we had to coordinate using that apartment complex of like, like, no, today's like Allie's coming over so you can't be here. Or today is like let's go shopping for Ali's paddle or sorry I'm with Grace right now doing hers so it's like my grand had a lot of coordination that week and then I remember seeing your grand doing her craft as well following family suit our grand bigs lived together for three years of college Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. were they dorm I don't know if they were dorm people but they or they dormed together but then obviously Ali and Megan dormed you two were in the same hall at first, right? Yeah. They lived together all four years of college. And then Angela and I only lived together her senior year. Basically moved in with me her third year because my roommate was a ghost. Like mm-hmm. the weirdest thing. Would not come out of her room for more than 48 hours at a mm-hmm. time. So I don't know how the bathroom situation was working. 
Piper. I'm pretty sure she was climbing in and out of the window if she needed to leave. <laughs> Honestly, it was the weirdest thing. If anyone was over, people would be like, "They're Jerry, you're gonna just remember." I'm like, I don't even know her. Like, she, and people thought at first I was being a little bit like harsh, but then Angela would see she did not come out of the room ever. Oh, she used wow. the kitchen. She used the bathroom. If I left Angela there while I went to class. <laughs> I think she came out maybe once when you were gone and then she saw me and like yelped and ran into the bathroom and then stayed there for an hour and then I like went outside and closed the door and then I could hear her leave and go back to her room because I was like I want her to like be able to like feel comfortable like moving around if she needs to was like, but I also thing. don't know where to go that's insane I <laughs> like what <laughs> oh goodness oh I feel like we've talked a lot about Big and Little and frankly, we can just keep going on and on about it. But what else did you really like about your time in chapter? Like sisterhood, socials, the volunteer aspect? I would say I liked all of it. I love staying busy and I think the sorority really helped me with that. It was a really great way, obviously, to meet people and build those relationships. And then the volunteering aspect, like obviously that wrinkled in. So it was always fun to get together. And I remember we'd do the like activities with all the different sisters. I had a really fantastic time. Obviously, there's aspects of things I, I would change, you know, going back. But I mean, ultimately, I, I had a great time. I feel like as most people do at some point during the duration of being in chapter, like I, I did have a little bit of a falling out my senior year. I just feel like I had so much going on that I put the organization on the wayside and I did that with kind of some relationships too, unfortunately, but say maybe like erase a little bit of senior year and like, <laughs> just like fourth quarter. And like, <laughs> But other than that, I, I think it was a, a really great experience. I think that's important though, because Megan, you joined as a first year as well. And so yeah. kind of the organization can kind of be your whole college experience yeah. and like Angela said you had internships and I feel like your senior year like just kind of seeing you you were kind of exploring things outside of it on mm -hmm. campus still like because you had jobs and internships but you were kind of first the first time like maybe being on campus but not being doing things with the organization like how was doing that yeah so that was my first year without having a, um, a position as well so I think that was also really weird for me because it's like I have so much time now but it's not with the sorority I had two jobs for a month I had three jobs ended real fast. <laughs> but, and then I think I had like two or three internships just during the duration of the year. So like I, I was juggling a lot. Like I was just so overwhelmed. I remember at one point I had stopped the third job because I was actually trying to transition. I had worked at Yogurtland for like my entire college career and I was like, I can't work here anymore. I'm losing my mind. It just was not school friendly working eight hour shifts. So yeah, like they had no care that there's a bunch of college students working there. The other job I had, I was like, I can't do it so I stayed at Yogurtland and then at the gym as well I remember like having a breakdown I think I, I called my parents and I was like I don't know what to do anymore it's like I think it was the first time I had gotten a D on a history essay and I was like I've never received this poor labor grade ever and so I just like I lost it I was like I'm so close to finishing like I, I can't fail classes now and so it was just like assess my life essentially <laughs> And I think around that time, I had a lot of weird relationships with boys too. So I think it was just a whole whole mix of craziness going on. So I, I definitely was in my own world a little bit. Now, do you feel like you might have benefited if you took like a little bit of a step back from Greek life earlier to find more of a balance? And I think the weird thing is, you know, chapter is so different when you start mm -hmm. from when you end. So... I think my fourth year, I didn't really, I didn't know any of the new girls. I wasn't really close with, I think like Jay, your class, like I was close with you, mm -hmm. but like, I didn't really know that many other people. So it started to feel like I didn't know chapter anymore. And I think that felt really weird to me. And so I think that's also kind of why I disassociated myself a little bit. So it's like, I'm just present, like, but I'm not active. So mm -hmm. I think that was also a very weird thing for me. So I think I had stayed engaged. Things may have been a little different. I think it's also you know, with life and, and going from that, I think Ali talked about it, like, you know, college to the real world, like that's mm. a very messy transition. So I think I was kind of just figuring all of that out. Is there anything you really miss about your time in chapter that you wish you would have done more of? I wish that I hung out with girls more. Like I know that I hung out with people, but like, I like 
had random like what are you doing and, and come over like let me I feel like I didn't do that enough and so I think that's something that I if I could go back I, I would 100% just like yeah just hang out with, with more girls I feel like one of the things that happens is so everyone's there are lots of phases throughout every year and like every year you do it you're a little more accustomed so mm-hmm. everyone gets really close for recruitment because we're all working to the same thing of getting some great new members then we go into big little and then after big little it can get a little messy because a lot of very passionate feelings are involved Mm -hmm. everyone kind of like goes is either forming their big little relationships or dealing with their feelings of not having that or of having not what they wanted and so kind of winter that's kind of and then initiation and then kind of the end of winter everyone kind of just like separates no one really does anything and then spring Mm -hmm. we have retreat and all of this great morale is put into everyone and we do some great traditions and culty things to like reunite us and have us all (laughs) form back together and it's really great and going into spring is when our philanthropy is so we're all again really on board for it there's a lack of group resilience after mm-hmm. that big little period to continue to seek out because I know I talked to you and I talked to my big of like I want to talk to girls I want to reach out to people but it's a thing of like people who were on that big little list who you're like do they still want to talk to me do they like me I feel like there were a few girls in chapter who I really wanted to get to know me until I picked my big and then they yeah. gave me dirty looks and didn't want to see me anymore it's like that was a big thing. I, I experienced that too. So, which is unfortunate, right? Like you pick these people because you want those lasting bonds with them. But I, I feel like it got a little catty at times. And it was definitely a thing of like, that's kind of as a new member when lovely recruitment sisterhood energy ends of like, oh, you don't really still want to get to know me or hang out or do things. Right. Like there are a few sisters who would always be really nice when I saw them at events. But if I didn't see them at events, like we didn't really hang out. Like there were a few sisters. One of the things I remember, I met Allie, fell in love, picked her as my life guru and then there was another girl I met who I was friends with I think pink sis or kind of one of my pre-bigs as I call them and she loved One Direction and like we bonded over that and because of that she introduced me to her friends who also loved One Direction and like whenever I'd see them we would still bond over that but we weren't really forming things outside of that Mm -hmm. granted I was fortunate I I feel like I had obviously our group but like if certain things happened I felt like I could reach out to other sisters and got a decent response some of the time I don't know if I'm glorifying my experience looking back I feel like for for the most part you got a better reception than most people did for those that weren't necessarily looking to build a lot of bonds like there were some groups within our sorority that they were very much not to call them clicks but like they had their core people and they weren't really looking to make deep friendships outside of that mm-hmm. yeah i think for the most part you were pretty well received by everyone Thank you. I'm not objective because I know there were certain people who you got like weird vibes from who I'm like, but they were always so nice to me. Like, what do you mean? And then. And that shocks me because you're the sweetest thing. And so it's like, how do people like what? You tell me like these outlandish stories and it's like, this makes no sense. There are some people who like didn't like Angela, but there are also people who Angela just didn't like. So it it wasn't reciprocal, but some people Angela put boundaries up against. Yes. There were some some boundaries instituted for me, and then there were some boundaries that I instituted myself. And I feel like that makes me sound incredibly problematic, but I'm just... One of the things that I didn't like, particularly during the recruitment period, is when everyone would talk. So we were, what, 100 girls, 100 plus. And they're Mm -hmm. like, everyone needs to love on everyone. Everyone post all over social media on campus. If there's a girl wearing the same shirt as you within 50 yards, run up to her and start talking and be best friends. I'm like, no, because that's not what it's actually like. Like Jay said, after the big little period, when we get into winter, like right before like chapter retreat, everyone kind of retreats into their own groups. And it Mm -hmm. feels very disingenuous to then walk up to someone doesn't talk to me if I walk by them on campus and then have conversations conversations with them like we're best friends I was very vocal about not wanting to do that and saying that you know I will I will be friendly and courteous I was like but I'm not gonna walk up to you and have a fake conversation and hug you and hang on to you I was like that's just that's not who I am that's when you spot them and then walk the other way I'm happy to like wave to you and like say like hey like how's it going like and have a real conversation but there are some times when girls would just run up to me and like their voice would have all of the happy inflections and they'd be gesturing and like holding my hand but their eyes would be dead and I'm just like so 
I was like, so you literally don't care about this conversation that we're having at all. And as soon as you're going to forget everything about it. But I'm also the kind of person who, when you ask me a question, I'm a pretty open book. So I will tell you how things are going. I will tell you about something I'm excited about in my life or Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do next weekend if you ask. And I'll reciprocate and all of that. And I will care and I will invest in and I will remember that. And when we have a conversation later and talk about it, I will make a point to bring that up to show you that I was actively listening and that Mm. I want to have that relationship with you. But then when six weeks later, I run into that same person, I'm like, oh, hey, how was your bio test? And they're like, what? You remember (laughs) that? I'm like, yeah, you said you were really worried about it. So I'm, so I I care how it went for you. And so it's just, I just, I can't do that all the time. I mean, I also have the distance problem of someone more than three feet ahead of me, I can mix up. So like the whole running 50 (laughs) feet, like just wasn't a good situation for me. I mean, like I like couldn't find our letters half the time. I guess like the quad in Mm -hmm. the courtyard, whatever you want to call it. That I remember Angela telling me about one of these experiences with one of these girls who always, I mean, either she was a really good actress or had a soft spot for me, or I don't know what it was. Angela was front of like the Greek Student Life Center. And like this girl ran up to her and like basically had the full conversation smiling of, we're in front of the Greek Center. It's COB recruitment time. We need to talk. And I was just like, okay, then actually talk to me. Don't have this fake conversation and tell me that we need to stand here for three minutes and look like we're having a really fun animated conversation because these girls are walking up to sign up for recruitment. Then just actually have the fun animated conversation with me. Yeah. Yeah. No, at one point she was actually like, she's like, okay, laugh. Ha. Ha ha ha. No, this hasn't been after I left because I don't recall any of this. No, I think this was... No, I think it was your senior, senior year. year. It was the recruitment of your senior year. Okay, so I just didn't oh, pay... Yeah, well, oh, I was, was a Rogamma. Yeah, I forgot about that. What's a Rogamma, Megan? So, if I remember, it's someone who helps walk all of the potential new... I don't know what they're called. Um, I almost said new hires. Uh, <laughs> yeah. P&M, potential new members. Tell me that you're out of college without telling me you're out of college. <laughs> oh, look at yeah. you on TikTok. <laughs> I know. Who will lead the potential new hires to the different rooms. Um, this is someone... <laughs> the different rooms to, like, to see the different organizations on campus. So this is someone who they disassociate from their organization for like the, the week or two, however long recruitment is. And they're supposed to help provide guidance to help you make a choice that's, again, unbiased. So Megan's senior year, she was one. And it was the year Angela and I lived together. And so our school, there was like a big concert multiple times a year. After said concert, we were all going to go back to my apartment. But because Megan was disaffiliated, she couldn't hang out with us. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is I think she walked one feet behind us because like they were pretty they were pretty clear this in pre-covid days they would tell you like angela couldn't talk to megan on campus because we had to wear shirts that said our affiliation because girls all volunteer to disaffiliate from their organization is to help the new members so they don't know like oh megan's an iota kappa theta and she only going to be wanting me to join that organization Mm -hmm. so they kind of don't know yeah so i think the way that it went is that you couldn't speak to us but you couldn't really speak to anyone else in other Greek organizations yeah. as well because yeah. then like if you were seen speaking with anyone they might think like you're affiliated here or you're affiliated there mm-hmm. but I will say the one thing that really gave all Rogambas away is that a lot of them did have tattoos of their mm. organizations a symbols. lot of them did yeah. My year, my my first year, there were three Rogamas and all of them had tattoos of, of their org symbol. <laughs> so I'm so like funny. either like on an ankle or like inside of their arm, places that weren't really covered. Uh, Y'all gotta put makeup on or something. Yeah. Like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but if you're truly supposed to like be presenting like an unbiased opinion, every time you kick your leg out to like cross your legs, like I'm seeing this symbol. Mm-hmm. We're being really sad about is like I had an obsession with Tiffany Keys as like a kid. I loved Keys and I also loved Fleurs which are a sorority symbol. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was weird because like I like to wear them and I just like did it. But then after joining an organization, not that one, it was a weird thing to like wear because like oh. even though for me I had this personal association like on campus or in refl- in the way I could be perceived it could seem like an affiliation that I wasn't trying to portray right that makes sense I do get that it's really funny too because the second you graduate and then I don't know about you guys but my family would start sending me articles like all the things you shouldn't do after you graduate 
graduate college and number one was like, ditch your sorority symbol or your sorority letters or your sorority t-shirts. I paid a lot for those letters. I will not be (laughs) ditching them anytime soon. I wear, I I also don't wear sweatshirts regularly. Like I'm just like, I like jackets Mm -hmm. more. So the few times I need sweatshirts, my letters are the only set I have. Mm -hmm. And people tell me I look 18 anyway, so. It works. It goes against all the rules. It's like, but I still wear mine when I work out. Your sweatshirts or your shirts? My okay. shirts. That's Sometimes I wear the sweatshirts. <laughs> if, it's, if it's really cold, like it's the only sweatshirt that I have right now that has like a good size pocket. Mm. Megan will report you to the alum groups. I know. Yeah, that's right. Watch out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's like that's actually a good transition for us. For alumni life, what's it like joining an alum group, still seeing those relationships after college from your littles and your family and other people in chapter? Yeah, so when I first moved to Chicago, I was going to some alumni events around here, but like I... I like hang out with girls here and there but it it wasn't anything like a lasting relationship but what's funny because uh, my sister is in the organization I still hang out with a ton of deer so like that just works out the Mm -hmm. concert we went to last night we were actually with another sorority sister yeah so that's been pretty funny but I mean obviously distance aside like in your relationship you have to make it a point to to still reach out and Mm -hmm. you know be in their in people's lives so I mean I would say obviously it's a little challenging at time and everyone has their own things going on (laughs) one of my littles I told her that you and I have like we haven't been as great about it but like the weekly like Mm -hmm. fun conversations and she's like, oh, yeah, let, let's try that. And so it, it happened for like maybe like three or four times. And then on the phone, she was like, you know, like I can talk to people like, you know, like once in a blue moon and be totally cool with that. I was like, that, that's cool <laughs> if you don't want to talk all the time. I get it. You're not going to hurt oh your feelings. God. But like, I just thought it was hysterical. I like knowing about your life, but like, it's, it's cool <laughs> if you don't want to talk all the time. <laughs> Oh my god. So, so I mean it's just you have to respect, you know, everyone's different and mm-hmm. you know, some people wanted to know everything that's going on. Um mm-hmm. and then others it's like we can talk once every six months. I'm cool with that, you know. I feel like that's part of the great thing about continuing these relationships after college is because like in college, like we saw each other fairly frequently, mm-hmm. but then you moved to Chicago and I'm still in California, so we don't see each other very often and I'm not a great texter and I'm not great on social media so like this is how we keep up up with each other's lives yeah no totally but at the same time I also am one of those people who's like I need breaks like I can't talk to everyone all the time so it's like I know we're we're not texting and like keeping up on social media every day but it's like once a week or every other week it's like we talk on the phone and we catch up you also don't FaceTime oh yeah I as everyone knows I hate FaceTime refuse to do that so the calls are my oh man what's the word I mean preference but I don't think that's the word you're looking for. It's also a C word. Communication? No. Um, compromise. There compromise. That is the word. <laughs> you know what else starts with a C? Concussion. Oy vey. When you were first considering joining an alum group, what went into that decision? Because I know I've looked into it and I think there are three in my area, but I'm not really sure if I'm ready to take the plunge. Like I've been to one alumni event Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of fun and I actually went with another coworker of mine who was also a part of our organization and Mm -hmm. we've become good friends. And like we both agreed we had a great time, but at the same time, we also felt a little bit outside of it because all of the girls who we were with had gone to the same school yeah that makes sense I would say that's a hard question to kind of answer I mean I've done a lot of things but I wouldn't say I'm like actively a part of an alumni chapter and what's interesting is yeah I've gone to a few events here in Chicago but I've also done alumni events for our school in our area where it's mm-hmm. like technically I'm nowhere in <laughs> that region anymore so I, I think it's fun to just kind of sit in kind of going back like how I kind of took a step back my senior year so I wasn't really involved I think like I needed some time away from chapter and then Mm -hmm. it was kind of like oh I miss it like see what's going on so it's been nice and you know we've had other girls we know like one of my littles and um Grande like they were actively involved in like our our college's alumna group so Mm -hmm. that was also a big reason to go back it's like oh like you know to hang out with them more and you know to see them so hop on some of those calls even though I wasn't close by and with the pandemic it was like Mm -hmm. everyone's 
about anyway, so like I fit right in. (laughs) It's been fun to kind of revisit that that part of my life. I think it's different for everyone and obviously their level of commitment on how active they want to be in an alumni group. It's really obviously not that much work. If you wanted to get into a position, they're they're not really like the positions in college where there are a lot of time commitment. Really, Mm -hmm. these are kind of a little more spaced out and and not as daunting. I also think, I don't know if you guys hit on this, but my mom brought this up to me the other day. Allie's coming to stay with me and Allie and her husband are coming to stay with me. Always weird to say. For a few days. And it's a thing of at this point, this year, I believe for me, Marks, are as many years out of Greek life as I was in Greek life, I believe. Mm -hmm. This is my fall 13, so 17, 21. Yeah, I think so. This is the year that Marks like I've been in it as long as I've been out of it. Mm-hmm. and at this point relationships that I have from it we have those good times as we have you and we've had Allie come talk about our time in college but we've also had enough outside of it you two are like continental travel buddies going everywhere and then I was fortunate that I got to be in my biggest wedding and things that are so many relationships that are formed outside of things that ha- we met there but at this point you're not friends because you're still big and little or you're not friends because you were sorority sisters you're friends because that was a way to facilitate a great meeting and a friendship that could have occurred naturally but mm-hmm. was easier to find because of the concentration of females you were surrounding yourself with which is pro and the con at the same time mm-hmm. no absolutely I would say a majority of my friends were from the sorority I mean I think I I have a handful from like working at the gym but I would say my core group was was from the sorority completely off topic question but Megan did you also encounter the thing where it was difficult to make friends within your major a trillion percent or not Greek. <laughs> well, no, just like within like your academic major. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would say so I was a film major, and I feel like I didn't really like fit in with like the typical like film major, like <laughs> I don't know stereotypes, I guess. Same. Um. <laughs> like me with the English department, I feel like it was so hard to make friends and people. Were they too angsty for you? Like a little bit. <laughs> really, and it's really funny too because it's like I feel like the same things that. I maybe necessarily didn't enjoy about interacting with those in my classes are probably things that I don't like about myself. Hmm. Okay. So what was one of those things? Very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Near. <laughs> no shade to anyone because I did meet some very, very lovely people. It was just That's like it, a magnification felt, mirror. I, I know, right? It was just like everything just felt like so highly charged and like great big emotions. And yes, that is me. I'm very much like a feelings and person. But Goodness yeah, gosh. I was like couldn't couldn't see that at the time. That'll trouble there. Following people around campus didn't <laughs> didn't ring any bells, send any flares, connect any synapses for uh, you. That's actually going to be really great in my dating update episode because I did have the conversation with him when he was talking with me about what my dating style is like and what past stalker? relationships have been like. And I'm like, so I'm not a stalker, but... <laughs> I do put quite a bit of effort into meeting people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's fine. I almost said the thing where, oh gosh, I went on a date on Friday. Listen, I don't care. And he was asking about the podcast and finding the podcast. He's like, I'm like, it's not that hard. I was like, and I was going to insert with, I found your Instagram in about five minutes. Like, it's not that hard to find like on the internet if you want to, <laughs> but we're not there yet. So I like held it back, <laughs> but I almost said that. It's really not though. No, it's so easy. Yeah. It's not. We might actually try that out later today when we try to find a boy's Venmo who stood me up. Two boys. Two Sorry. boys. Yeah. I, I wasn't what? trying to rub it in. I just wanted, I want to, I want to double our odds of getting money. <laughs> oh my God. I need to hear more about this. We will definitely talk about this in a little bit. The one question we forgot to ask you, which we were supposed to start off with, <laughs> and so we'll now end with, is what is your favorite college memory of either myself, Jay, or both of us together. I will start with one of my favorite stories of you so you have some time to think about <laughs> okay. it. It was one of the first date auctions I ever went to. I don't know where Angela was, but it was you and then the twin that you picked up with Angela. And okay. you were picking me up from the dorms. And I didn't fully know what your car looked like. And as I've already referenced, I had bad eyesight. You're uh-huh. picking me up to go to the pre-party. I full on got into someone else's car, like waiting. Oh and luckily it was like, it was other girls. I was like, oh my God, this isn't my friend's car. <laughs> 
so I had to get home. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know who they were. I don't, I, they were waiting for someone, but like the door was unlocked too, which was kind of the weird part. Yeah. Really <laughs> I don't, but I remember that happened and I fully got into someone's car and then we went to the pre-party and then you guys took me to like the date auction. It was at like one of the clubs, not like in the house this first year. Okay, I don't remember this at all. It was a fade auction. Do you remember the boy who Serena tried to sleep with in my big's bed? Fucking oh yeah, he's a piece of shit. No, he no, it was my bed, but Ali oh. Ali was yeah, asleep Ali in Ali the room. In bed. Wait, was- no, I hated him so much. Like if anyone could like fall into a a manhole or something, it would be that kid. Like till this day. <laughs> This was the night we met him as was at this pre-party <laughs> that, okay, for the auction. You know, I, I think that, that rings a bell just because I despise him so much. Like, that is the only reason why I remember that moment. Angela, what's true about your big? My favorite stories is when we were still pretty new to each other and we were going to throw a birthday party for one of my twins and I was driving in the car with you and that's when I found out that you make very lovely sound effects while driving (laughs) and instead of honking, you would be like, beep, beep, or if you'd go to turn, you'd go click, 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 oh no. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was the night we also saw that piece of shit. Wait, I don't That's remember great. doing yeah. any of them. I haven't driven in like eight years. <laughs> no, oh it's been gosh. more than that. No, it, well, yeah, you'll see years, if so the I next time remember. you get behind the wheel, it if comes back to you. Oh or you would be like, breaking now. Whoosh. <laughs> it's like an onomatopoeia while driving. <laughs> Megan, what was it like going to college with a sibling and then having that sibling join Greek life? So I convinced him to join Greek life. <laughs> so my boyfriend at the time was actually in the fraternity. I encouraged him to join. I also think it was just very fitting for him. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't really see him in a different one. Mm-hmm. But it was really weird because he's my older brother by five years. And, <laughs> but like I was like, you know, grade wise above him. Mm-hmm. And so I would obviously invite him to all of our family events because he didn't really know anyone. But then once he started, you know, in Greek life and kind of having his own thing going on, I was kind of like a mute point. Like he wouldn't invite me to anything. That's like, remember when like I would invite you to things? He was like, oh, I'm with my family. It's like, bitch, I am your family. Literally. (laughs) So... Like, I get it. You know, he wanted to do his own thing. But I was like, wow, I'm so glad I invited you invited you to all of these things and like, just no love in return. So it, it was fun. But a lot of people would always be like, Oh, so you're, you're Josh's sister. It's like, no, I was here first. <laughs> so that got really frustrating. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, like he is older, but I am grade wise. Hear me roar. So <laughs> oh, yeah. so it, it was interesting but it ultimately it was a good time i enjoyed it okay but no big you actually have to answer because it also has just dawned on me that no one else has actually answered this question it's oh, just like a favorite moment see i wish that you'd actually put that in here because you know how <laughs> I know. my brain is and so because i wouldn't say it's my favorite memory but it's like one of my most memorable memories it's like me yelling at you and your twin in the car <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. For which reason? I'm sure there were plenty. Was there a particular incident? It was after finals. I was I was taking her twin mm-hmm. to like one of the Greyhound buses so she could get home for the holidays. And I had Angela and her twin in my car. And I think Angela was the one who was supposed to give me directions. I didn't have a smartphone at the time. Oh. So I was literally oh, like no. one of those people like, here's my, my printed out map quest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if I made one wrong turn, heaven forbid, I was like, okay, give me directions. And I had asked, I was like, so where is this place? I, had, I just didn't know. So carry it on out if you have details. My twin was using my phone to map it. And so it seemed like it was okay, but she didn't put in the full address. So that was one thing. And then also at one point, my phone disconnected or we went through a bad service area. So the directions stopped updating. So we weren't getting the notifications like you need to get off here and merge onto this freeway. So Megan had been driving for a while and she's like I feel like we're very close to it's like we've been driving for a while now and there hasn't been anything like what's going on yeah so (laughs) So. then I opened my phone and then all of a sudden it's like refreshing and I'm like oh no we passed it by like 20 miles and so we had to turn around really quick and at that point I think it was like 20 minutes and my twin's bus left we were in so 
bumper to bumper traffic. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I was livid because I think after that, <laughs> your twin was like, oh, it's in Hollywood. And I was like, oh, giving me context. I knew exactly where this was because I had I went to Hollywood like all the time that year and it was like, you have to be kidding me. So I, I was so mean. I felt really bad, but I think that's why I remember it. Cause I was such a jerk to you guys. <laughs> Wait, so you went from camp, from like the city where we went to school and to Hollywood? Yeah. But we oh passed it by God. 20 miles. And so it's like, oh miles. but still like that's a distance. We left around like two or three because we were trying to like miss traffic. And so by the time we realized that we were in the wrong direction, we were stuck in that bump dip Yeah. And so oh, it's like, no. oh God. And so we got there when the Greyhound bus was pulling out of the driveway. And so she's sitting there like, you know, chasing down the bus. And it's like, you're lucky your ass, you know, made it. Because I, I think in my rant, so it's like, if you miss this bus, which one are you going to take tomorrow? And who's going to get you there? I like, I just like, I lost it. I think I, I might have like tuned that part out. <laughs> but it, I can imagine this conversation. Yeah oh and like i was already just like like a wreck when driving i i'm like that person who's like death gripping the steering wheel and so like it's just very high strung <laughs> so I just... and then you can all imagine we had a really great ride back yeah. to the city where <laughs> our university <Silas>. was <laughs> in all of this traffic oh God. how long did it take you it was maybe another two hours i think oh. i blacked that part out <laughs> I don't remember getting back. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Going back to to Big Little, I remember you almost didn't make it. And I was, like, panicking. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know if you were late or, like, you weren't feeling well. But, like, there was something. And, like, no one could give me updates on where you were. Oh, see, I feel like that ended up being so much more dramatic than it needed to be. Because I wasn't feeling that great. And I was coming. Like, I let everyone know, like, I am coming. I was like, I'm just going to get to the event maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes late. Because that's when I lived really far away from campus. Okay. Well, not, not even really far away you from campus. I campus. just lived on the absolute opposite end of campus yeah. than where I needed to yeah, be. Yeah, it was like the... So it was already, like, yeah. a 20, 25-minute walk. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't feel great. I'm not moving quickly right now. But it wasn't even that reveal was after, like, the seminar thing we had to sit through you wouldn't have yeah. even been late yeah so I, I wouldn't even have missed that at all I feel like they freaked you out for no reason oh. well because your twin mm-hmm. the year before she was like actually very sick and so she didn't show up to reveal and so I was like oh my god so my big as lovely as she is she was like okay we're gonna drive to her house surprise her oh. and so they put I don't even know where the hell they found this box but they put me in like a massive box and so I'm just like sitting there and then I just like unveiled myself <laughs> when <laughs> she opened the door and so I was like oh my god like I have to bust like a part two like where did we put that box we did almost have to do that because so we went through our reveal and then it was either later that night or the next day that evening where Amazing. said little new little That's was also right. sick and that. unable to make it to retreat and we all had to go to her house She's and this Oh yeah, well this this was Amanda, everyone who got <laughs> sick and didn't make it to reveal that year as well. So we all had to go to her house. And it was really funny because half of our family was new at that point as well. Yeah. And they were like, Yeah, we're gonna go welcome Amanda. And we're like, we don't even know that <laughs> <laughs> because Amanda had bar- Amanda was also a new member at yeah. the time, but she'd barely been to any events. So I was like, Yeah, I have no clue who this girl is, but yay, family. <laughs> That's oh so my gosh. Funny. That's hilarious. Good times. I know. So I think on that note, thank you for listening to today's episode of In Omnia Paratus and a big thank you to our special guest, Megan, for joining us. Yeah, I'm very, very happy to, to chat with you both. Should we have her on the next time we have Allie on? I wasn't saying no like that, but what I think <laughs> no. is, Megan, Megan, has Angela invited you on what I want to be a big little in Vegas trip yet? No, but I'm down. Yay. Woo. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. You, she spurred it on Allie without me knowing, so I thought I would return the favor. <laughs> I thought you'd already told Allie. Well, I had. No, I'm down. Yay! You'll have to okay. just give me months, because apparently I'm already being booked, so. Yes. It's probably going to be in spring, frankly, because I want mm-hmm. pools. I want day clubs. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I will be in Disney World in February. Ooh, fun. Ooh. 
So we think like April 2022. And after this brief interlude, <laughs> grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at InOmniaPod on Instagram and let us know what you'd like to hear about in the comments. Bye. Bye. Bye.